You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Number two, you want to retain money, you want to protect money, you want to hang on to it, you got to give it a worthy cause. You have to give it a worthy cause. This is, this is strong. Every dollar you make has to have a mission attached to it. The most destructive thing that you can do is to take a tool designed to accomplish something and put it in a closet and not let it do what it was designed to do. Mm. And the people that we see who achieve a level, a level of status, they achieve a level of prominence, but they don't have a mission attached to their money. They don't have a cause attached to the money that they make are the people who lose it the fastest. Yeah. You want to give some examples? How about you do it, man? Sure. So it could be missional in regards to your business. You know, for us, it's creating impact and helping people achieve freedom in their business, their lives, with their families. The, the other thing that's attached is, is we give to things that we don't have direct impact on, right? Like it's not our hands we're not building. So we support anti-human trafficking things. Uh, we support orphanages, things like that. People who we can write a check to and that's attached to our mission. Right. So it can be multidimensional. There's things that, again, with my family that we're involved in, that when you attach that and the end goal, the finish line is bigger than you, mm. bigger than just your little world, then when you come to the problem and you come to the massive barriers that you're going to face, whether it's the market chirping at you or telling you to go do bad things to yourself or telling you that you're a fraud or your family and, and friends telling you, you can't do it. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to win. Whether it's the funnel's not working or your ads aren't working, or you know, you've had 14 people in a row tell you, no, they don't want to buy your service or your offer. When you have the perspective of the missional part, right? And the worthy cause at the end, then it diminishes all those issues you're going to face. And you keep going back at it and you'll bust through those barriers and actually accomplish that end result. Bro, can I just say how important I think that that has been for us mm-hmm. in that there have been times in, in just the last three years, it's flown by or people sometimes are like, man, people that I know back in the day are like, congrats on your success. I'm like, what are you talking? What do you mean? And I don't feel like we are at the level of success that you would make. And it's like, whatever. Thank you. You know, one of the best things that we've done in times when we felt burned out or times when we felt like we're struggling or times when we felt like we're working for something that is like not working, you know, not actually turning out the way we want it to is writing a check to someone who will never pay us back. Yep. You know, whether it's given to, uh, given to our church or, I mean, being real, this is stuff that I don't feel like business leaders are talking about right now. That's why people come here. Like we're talking about stuff that no one else is willing to talk about. A good buddy of mine this morning, send him some money because it's what he needs. And I got happier because of it. I'm not saying you'd be foolish and silly and stupid and just be like, here's my money. Here's the bank account number. Post it on Twitter. And like anyone who wants it, come and get it. That's silly. But if there's not a mission attached that is bigger than just, I want to make a lot of money, you're just going to have a hard time making a lot of money. Yeah. So many people are a drain instead of a fountain. And I know for us, I choose to be a fountain. 
I choose to have so much in my life. And it's not just money, right? This principle, I think, covers so many of the things. It's joy, it's other resources, it's time. But when you, again, focus on yourself and, and making sure that you're a healthy person, then it overflows to other people, whether it's your, again, your spouse, your kids, your family members, people in the other parts of the world that you've never even talked to or never seen or, or never, never have met. You have so much abundance in your life, so much wealth in your life that you can drastically and positively affect other people and reshape their future. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hey, Jason says, did you have a clearly defined purpose from the beginning or did you find out how important that was along the way? Let's tackle the third piece here and then let's circle back to that question. And if you're watching on Facebook Live and you have questions, just throw them in the chat and we'll cover them. You good with that, Chris? Yeah. All right. So number one, respect it as a tool, nothing more. Stop getting like emotionally turned on by paper. It's weird. It's just weird. All right. If one of your friends was like, yeah, I just proposed to this stack of paper. Weird. Stop getting weird about money. It's just a tool. Number two, give it a worthy cause. It's going to have to have a worthy cause. It's bigger than you, bigger than yourself, bigger than just getting rich. All right. It's boring. Once you figure out how easy it is to collect money, it's going to leave you in a heartbeat if you don't have a mission attached to it. Mm. Number three, environmental design. I feel like we preach about this all the time, man, but it's like you just cannot fight against your environment. Some of y'all are trying to do this and you're like, man, I just want to keep the friends that I have and be wealthy. No, not going to happen. You're screwed. You're screwed from the very onset because what happens when a person says, I want to change my life, but they keep their environment the same? Instant cognitive dissonance and your biology, your neurology, everything will turn on you and you'll be stuck. You'll just be in a constant war with yourself, never able to move forward. Environmental design is one of the most important topics that, I, again, I don't think anybody's talking about. And I'm not saying you have to cancel all your friends, be like, oh, you're, you don't make at least $100,000, so I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. But you got to find some people who can replicate and mirror the types of personalities and identities and people that you want to be in the future as well. I think, Chris, you could talk about this a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's also seasons too. Like if you're at a place where you're not where you want to be and you've been at that place for a long time, and we'll just, I'm just going to use money for now. But if, you know, if you're not at 50 grand a month or hundred grand a month, which I think anybody listens to this call is completely possible for you. And if you're not there, then you are drastically underperforming to your potential. Okay. So if you've been at that place for years, then you're probably in the wrong environment, right? You don't understand. You underestimate the power of your subconscious. And you think that consciously you're more powerful than your environment, right? But what Taylor was just talking about is all these other things, uh, whether it's people saying things, you're listening to the news or physically where you're at, if things don't lift you up or pull you up even, then you are doing yourself a disservice. And this could even be a tweak just tactically and strategically that could probably get you ahead of the game. And that's why people who come into Client Kit, which is our flagship program, they have such a high chance of success because of the environment that we've created. It's a winning environment. When you see day in and day out, all day long, people posting their wins and their massive accomplishments and the the sales, like we have one dude, Jeremy, man, like it was a while, you know, he, he, had, he wasn't making sales for a while. And then just those last several weeks, dude, it's just like, I can't even keep up with how many times he's posting 
sign new client, sign new client, like screenshots Dude, over and over. Like, and over. like five on last <laughs> Friday. Yeah. So you cannot not be in that place in that space and get a massive lift, right? Because what right. happens is it triggers your belief system. And when you believe it, you believe it's possible for you, right? It's not just Chris saying, it's not just Taylor saying it, but it's other peers saying it and doing it who are maybe in the same place for you or has a, a similar history to you. And they're winning day in and day out. What do you think is going to happen, man? You are going to be transformed and your beliefs are going to trigger your feelings, which are going to be your actions. This game over. Hey, my man. hey let's give, let me give something tactical real fast. You know, the, the best thing that I ever did for myself when it came to like making money is I put myself in rooms and in places where I felt really stupid for not having money. That's where you start. It's not good when people think that their mm. six grand a month is a good living. That ain't good. That's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's not good for anyone who knows you either. Like one of the best things that you can do is put yourself into positions where you feel dumb Oof. for the lack that is exhibiting itself in your life. Take it yeah. to the bank. Here we go. So I got something just to, to little, little cheer you on top for that. Oh, now you're feeling good. Let's go. <laughs> I feel so good. Apathy. It's apathy. When you get to the place where you have settled and you've consciously made a decision that where I'm at is good, your growth will cease, right? Then you become static, what we were talking about before. Athony, a- apathy will chase you down. Apathy will pursue you until you finally give in. Ooh. The place where you're like, oh yeah, 10 grand is great. 15 grand is great. Guess what? You stop yeah. growing. Yeah. And if yeah. you stop growing, you get to a place where you're, again, you're not dynamic. You can't move. You can't shift when the market changes. So you yeah. always have to have a growth mindset. You always have to be pursuing relentlessly a higher level. It's not just yep. for the money. It's not just for stacking cash. It's because that's what you should do because it's good for you. Right? Yep. Yep. hundred percent. All right. Number four, number four, number four is compounding. So remember up here, this is really important. We talked about this five-year period. So it's, here's my opinion. And I don't know, Chris is interested in what you think. It's going to take you a couple of years to get really good at creating, collecting, and retaining. Creating, collecting, and retaining. At this point, you look at us and you look at our businesses, you look at the people who work for us, man, our team is good at creating value, creating value every single day. They're creating value for clients. And then we're, our marketing teams are very good at putting value into the marketplace, then converting that value into cash. And then the retention aspect, we've got it pretty good. But then you get into this phase after you get past seven figures. I think this is sequential because if you're not past seven figures, you don't know how to create and collect. That's your problem. That's your problem. If you're not past 100K a month, I think that you have a problem with creating and collecting. Oh, yeah. So enough of this, like people being like, oh, yeah, teach us how to invest in the stock market. And it's like, bro, you make $300,000 a year. All right. You need to master creation, collection, and retention. But once you get past this, you get into a place where you have enough stockpiles that you're trying to get rid of the overflow. All right. Somebody's told me once, he said, rich people build businesses and really, really, really rich people buy businesses. Have you ever heard that quote? Yeah. So <laughs> you, you can't be really, really, really rich until you're rich. All right. So this is really sequential. One of the things that bugs the fire out of me is people trying to buy businesses and it's like they don't even make seven figures. Or people asking me about real estate. 
when they just had their first $20,000 a month. Like mm. from a place of compassion, let me just admonish you for a minute. Please invest into skill development, invest into mentors, invest into learning how to evade mistakes that you're going to make because you're stupid. Like invest in all these things that we've had to go through. So here are some things that you can invest in. All right. So you got acquired businesses. I'm just going to add something. Detail. Keep, keep on coming. I'm going to write them down. Well, this is not, it's not a uh, okay. physical asset, if you will. Okay. But just in, in regards to growth, I think you should invest into opportunities to be uncomfortable. Invest into opportunities to be uncomfortable. So what I mean by that is getting into an environment that will push you beyond your limit. Because we're talking about, I think, uh, a piece that so many of you is, is in you know, the distant future. Like you haven't even gotten to a place where you can be at a, a position of strength to apply these things because you haven't been willing to invest into that situation that's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And listen, as human beings, we have this little thing called the, the lizard brain, crocodile brain, whatever you want to call it. This thing that wants to protect you and keep you safe and help you to survive. And because of that, you don't like to be in a position that's uncomfortable. Because of that, you don't take the necessary steps to do what it's going to take to get to this place where you have the position and the strength for compound investment. Yeah. And why why are we saying this? Because this is foundational. So you got over here, you got to have the necessary tools. You got to have the necessary foundation to be able to invest into some of these upper echelon type top tier things without it taking you out of the game. This is a big mistake, man, because three years in, like I said, we're just now getting to a place where we're looking at putting money into other things because there's no return that we can get like our business. It does not exist. And until you get to the place where you're making so much cash that you're trying to get rid of it, I think a lot of people on this call are like, yeah, right. No, I'm not kidding. I'm 100% serious. Like Chris would go set money on fire if it meant we didn't have to pay taxes. Like literally he's tried it. Like you will get to a place where there's so so dramatic, man. There's so much cash in your business that you're like, man, what do do I get into that can compound this? It's going to offset taxes and things like that. I try to buy like a pair of AirPods every week just to offset those write-offs. But here's the thing. If you're at a place where you're making, I would say, minimum less than $50,000 per month consistently like clockwork, take it to the bank, then you've got some skill gaps. You, you're making some mistakes. You don't have a good team or a good flywheel. And your product isn't that good. There are some areas that you need to improve. And I can hear people saying, no, it's, I'm a heart-centered business. No, that, that's not an excuse for being poor. That's not an excuse for not having good reserves. No, no, no. I get it, heart-centered business, but that's not an excuse for being lazy and apathetic and being comfortable with less than what you need to get into this top tier. Now you can say shots fired, Ryan Steinberg, because now I'm being for real. Heart-centered, I'm just heart-centered. I don't care about, I don't care about money. I'm just heart-centered. So I'm going to actually not take care of my family and not set them up for future because I'm heart-centered. Get over it. For real. All right, I'm done. I think you should keep going, man. Do you have thoughts on that? Everybody yeah. down, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, dude, it's just crazy excuses that people use. Anything to keep them in the shadows. Anything to keep the spotlight of truth off of them. I mean, we could go deep into this, man, but I don't think people are ready for it. So 
the question that someone had is, did we have a mission at the beginning or did we figure it out along the way? What would you say to that, Chris? I say for me personally, my mission initially, yes, like I wanted to have a big impact on clients and, and greater impact. But honestly, my mission initially was, was to provide for my family in a better way and to be more present. Because I, I was at a place where I was working 70 hours a week, made pretty solid money, but I wasn't healthy in all aspects. I was a drain even though I was making six figures. And then I think as we took care of that and we resolved that really quickly, we accomplished that, so to speak, the bigger missional things came into picture. And that's for me personally. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. Like, obviously when you're in a place where like, I forget who it is to ask this question, but when you're in a place where you're struggling and you got a family <laughs> that depends on you, your mission is like your family. You know, like your mission is like, how do I get into a place where I'm not struggling, where it's not feast or famine? And that mission is big enough and powerful enough to probably get you to 100K a month. But then the mission to get to 10 million or 15 million has to change a little bit. Yeah. Because, Chris, there's really no quality of life difference between where we are right now versus when we hit 20 million. That's not right. why we're doing what we're doing. Like we're, we're, we're not creating other businesses because your wife wants a new minivan every month. This, that like, might happen, though. Quality. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> I mean, the quality is good. Yeah, quality is great, dude. I was just freaking, I was just in Italy with my wife for a week, like, yeah. you know, luxury vacation for our anniversary. All right, bro. Now you're just boasting. Now you're being oh, boastful. Sorry. sorry. No, but it's true. Like, that's why, that's why you do sort of figure out this mission along the way because, because your mission has to get bigger and bigger as you go along. You look at guys like Elon Musk and uh, his mission is literally the whole world. And that's pretty big. Compare and contrast that to the heart-centered entrepreneur who just wants nine grand a month so that they don't have to worry about rent. Yeah. And just, uh, I just want to put a little footnote here, if this is okay. You know, if you're at the same place financially that you were three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, probably something needs to be tweaked, adjusted, fixed, my friends. That's heavy. All right. You guys ready for the next piece? About 10 minutes left. We're wrapping up here. Yeah. Let's roll through this. But we talked mm -hmm. about this timeline. And here's what you need to know is, this timeline is different for every person. You know, for us, it's going to be under five years. And what is our definition of wealth? It's assets working for us. It's we don't have to work to fund our mission. And it is the ownership of time so that we can do what we love for the love of the game, not because of what we need to do. And you got to look at your life and know, what, what do I want my net worth to be? What do I want my income to be? You got to have clarity. This is the, the kryptonite of the entrepreneur today is the lack of clarity confusion, chaos. They don't understand what they want. They don't understand what yep. it looks like. They don't have any vision. And so if you don't have it written down somewhere, Hey, here's how much I want to make. Here's what I want my net worth to be. You're losing power. You're just going along like a gas tank with a hole in it, losing gasoline. So you have to plug that up with clarity. You have to plug that up with strong, concise vision. And what that's going to allow you to do is it's going to allow you to tweak this number. It's going to allow you to manipulate this number for better or for worse. And one of the things that really is, I think, an epidemic today is people take 20 years to accomplish what should be done in five. They take three years to accomplish what could be done in three months. We don't understand the cost of making mistakes on our own mm. rather than buying a ticket to learn from someone else's mistakes. And so just talking real fast, just to wrap this up on like, here are kind of the three steps to getting to a place where you are wealthy and you are long-term long oriented. 
talked to a guy on a strategy call a couple of weeks ago and is like, okay, so tell me this, based on the the amount of money that you've, you've grown every single month, it's going to take you 111 years to hit your income targets. And he was like, uh, yeah, I guess I've never thought of it that way. All right, well, bro, you better start thinking about it this way because you're going to be dead before you ever make the money you want to make. Something's got to change, right? So step one, I don't care who you are or what your goals are or what you do. I think if you're aiming less than seven figures, you're not long-term enough. If you're aiming less than seven figures, you're cutting yourself off at the knees. You say, well, Taylor, I only need uh, only need 30 grand a month to survive. Okay, great. That's cool. But when it comes down to it, you have to be able to build support systems and inoculate yourself from the ups and downs of economies, corrections, recessions, depressions, et cetera. I think every person has the skill set or at least the potential skill set to get past seven figures. Agree or disagree, Chris? Agree. All right. So stop feeling good about suboptimal performance. That's all I'm going to say. Number two, unless you want to add, you just feel free to hop in. Go for it, man. Team and flywheel. If you're doing seven figures and it is literally rises and falls off of the back of you, you're in a bad place. We're going to get to where you want to get to. All right. We take clients like this all the time. In fact, one of them, one of my favorites is just hopped back in after two years away from home. He came through a long time ago. The product was returned. He's doing really good. But I was like, man, what happens if uh, you have to work basically as an income goal that's about $50,000 a month more than where he's at? And I was like, what happens if you just, if you tell your wife that you're going to have to work more hours to hit that income goal? And he's like, yeah, the divorce. It's like, okay, well, cool. Let's get this business off your back. Let's build a team. Let's build a system. And let's actually be able to remove you from the operational side. All right. Is this making sense? Yep. And then the third thing is you have to put yourself into a position where you're developing assets. Asset development is the name of the game. Every single day, what do I do when I get to work? What do you do, Chris, when you get to work? Developing assets, developing people, stoking the fire. All right. And so here it is. Here's the thing. How far away are you from your revenue targets monthly right now? I want you to be honest. Is it 10K? Is it 90K? Is it 300K? All right. So I'm taking you through a thought exercise that we go through all the time. Here's the gap. Here's what I'm short. Here's where the, the land is in the middle. Okay. And now you have to have the ability to attach a value to that gap. So let's say you're $40,000 per month away from your goal. What is the value of closing up that gap? Okay. And if you know the answer to that, then you can redeploy whatever assets, whatever cash you have into speeding up the time frame. The currency that you exchange and you pay for growth is your comfort. Mm. So you don't have anybody in the world ever who has experienced growth and success that has not traded their comfort at some point along the line. Any last words from the wizard behind the curtain? No, I just say, you know, consider where you want to be in six months, one year, two year, two years, five years. Consider your family. Consider what could be and really what should be. The price that you're willing to pay now to finally have what you're worthy of and the change that you can affect on the world, your family. It's all up to you. And it's all up to the decision for you now to be a little bit uncomfortable, to be pushed outside what's normal for you, for the occasion to rise to your potential. It's all in your hands. It's up to nobody else but you. But the invitation's here for you 
to take it and get on the fast lane.